Hey sluts, I'm Aubrey, an Aquarius Sun, Scorpio Moon, Taurus Rising. And I'm Danny, a Sagittarius Sun, Leo Moon, Libra Rising. And, and we're, we're your Astro, Astro sluts. sluts. This week, it's the talent show. Camp talent show! <laughs> so we'll be talking a little bit about finding your talents in your birth chart, so through the angles and part of fortune. And then we'll get into owning your worth during skinny dipping a little later. You want to know how to get that guy? Text their mom. We're going to need that time. We'll be your latest crush. Call us Astro Sluts. Do you have any fun updates for us? Um, I think like yes and no. I mean, same. Same vibe. <laughs> I've been getting like oddly like emotional. Okay. Okay. Like, emotion. <laughs> about like having a crush on someone. Like. I don't know if it's, um, like, I keep wanting to, like, cry about it. Yeah. I know. (laughs) (laughs) And I literally, like, I don't know. I should probably, like, talk to my therapist about it. But, like, I don't know if it's because I feel just, like, cared for. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I feel, like, sad about things I've, like, accepted in the past. Yeah. I don't know if I'm just, like, happy. Like, I don't know, like, what. A combination. Yeah, I think it's fine to not know. Like, like feeling nothing you bad. feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like so funny. Like I obviously just keep watching keeping up with the Kardashians or the Kardashians it's called now. And I keep like crying. And like <laughs> to put it on someone else. Tra- yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like Travis and Courtney are so like I like I mean we've said what we've said about them but like actually seeing them interact in the show like he is so like so caring to her and mm-hmm. so considerate of her and it's so nice yeah. and it's like really how I feel right now yeah. and I just was like crying about it last night like it's so sweet um but yeah I don't know I feel just like very happy with the situation I'm in right now and like I feel like if it turns into something even if it doesn't like I think it's just been like a really good like learning mm-hmm. experience for me so yeah, I love that. where I'm at. Thank you. It's very special. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. How about you? Um, so my wife was out of town for the past week, mm-hmm. which um was a challenge. Yeah. But now they're back. Great. And I am excited that we're figuring out how to like prioritize each other in like a healthy way yeah and like intentionally like dedicating time to like Mm -hmm. it being quality time and like intimacy that's nice yeah it's been a learning curve yeah for sure but I feel really good now. I love it. Yeah. We love to learn and grow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) More Astro Slut related updates. As you might already know, we have launched our Depop. So we have cute rhinestone Astro Sluts merch and stickers for all the signs that are so cute. So head over to Depop, follow us and get our merch. Yes. And in other social media related <laughs> news, we just launched a Twitter. Um, so it's Astro Sluts with three S's, same as our Instagram and TikTok. So if you want to stay up to date on more things, Astro Sluts will have some more like fun, just little Twitter content there, different than we're doing anywhere else. So 
stay up to date on the latest. Giggle with us on all <laughs> platforms. Yes. Next up is our advice segment. We had someone, one of you, our listeners, write into us. Hey, Astro Sluts, in the past, I've tended to end up in relationships I was never happy in. I always date people I never actually like, dooming any chance of love or even a fun fling from happening. Now I'm ready to put that behind me and connect with the right people, but I'm unsure what signs or placements I should look for in a partner. For reference, I'm a woman who uses she, her pronouns, and I, now, realize I'm into anyone except cis men. Absolutely. Uh, their, placement, their placements are, they have a Scorpio Sun, Taurus Moon, Scorpio Mercury, Sagittarius Venus, Pisces Mars, Cancer Saturn, and Virgo and Jupiter. Off the bat, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> so <Major>. hard. <laughs> this is really yeah. my path as well. Yeah. So, um, and totally like been placements. there. Yeah, very similar, similar Scorpio Taurus. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so sister. Yeah. Um, we'll start off saying we're very proud of you. Yes. For listening to your your heart and body and mm-hmm. figuring out things are very hard. So yeah, congratulations. <laughs> Major. We're very excited yeah. for you. I would say for this, focus more on just dating a lot of people and mm-hmm. seeing who you're interested in and then I think you can like later later down the line focus on like people's placements and their signs and all those things but I think if you're just starting this new journey you should just like have fun and date people yeah especially if you haven't been dating people you were actually interested like find what you're actually interested in and then you know maybe if you've had a couple hit or misses with a Pisces <laughs> then we could like narrow it down from there yeah, I also think, like, a lot of, like, what you're ready for or what you're into can, like, change. Yeah, for sure. You might be, like, not ready. Like, people, I feel like people comment on our TikToks all the time when we, like, slander water signs. Yeah. They're like, you're just, like, not willing to, like, do your shadow work. And, like, okay, okay, yeah, that's fine. Like, right. believe it or not, that's allowed. Like, you cannot right. be in a place to, like, date right. a water sign, yeah. you know? Right, and you don't know our dating history. Not at all. But, you know, we digress. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think I can totally just relate to, like, I feel like not dating someone that you're actually, like, interested or attracted to is, like, very, like, being scared to explore the depths of your own Scorpio-ness. Totally. Which I can totally relate to. Like, there's a lot down there, and, like... Mm-hmm. definitely easier to just like slide by with that like Scorpio and yeah. Taurus like wall up and yeah, like they sure. never have to see inside of you I do think that with you have a Sagittarius Venus which is like kind of the like outlier in this mix yeah. like you do want to be with someone that's like fun and adventurous and light-hearted yeah but at the same time like you do need someone like super grounded and willing to yeah. like give you that like emotional depth and intimacy. Yeah, for sure. I think like the Sag is like what you should lean into initially though. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be like a really fun like way to spend your summer, fall, winter, however long you want to just like have fun and yeah. date people. 
Um, but yeah, lean into that just like adventurous, fun, Sagittarius, romanticized energy summer. Fling, yeah, like. literally. Um, and then like when you're ready to like either maybe start dating more seriously or with more of like an objective or a goal in mind, that's maybe when you can like start tapping into like that Taurus energy mm-hmm. and your Scorpio start getting a little more like deep with people. But I think you can like look at people's placements secondary and like use that as a way to understand people almost like not after the fact but maybe during kind of the situation but I think you should just like continue to stay really open yeah and focus on like what do you need in a relationship and what is like important to you yeah um I think also like your Pisces Mars like you're Mm -hmm. gonna think it's hot to have this like dreamy like intimate romance with someone and I think you'll find if you're not dating cis men that is just a little bit more like like normalized or like inherent Yeah. yeah like people are people that are not cis men are you know we could turn this into a large conversation yeah but are let's say allowed yeah. to be more in tune with themselves yeah, and sure. care more for themselves and other people. So mm-hmm. like they're going to know about their own like astrology yeah. and like just, I think know themselves a bit better and right. like be more willing to communicate yeah, for as sure. a whole. So I think that you will find that is a little bit easier, mm-hmm. but also at the same time challenging, like something I've been yeah. going through recently is like, my partner like I I keep using the word demands because but but just like that's just the word I use in my language the most but it has the wrong connotation but like my partner really has like demanded vulnerability from me Uh like from day one yeah which is like so refreshing like there Mm -hmm. was like no time to like yeah put up a a front or play a game or like yeah so I I have found that is has been really helpful for my yeah Scorpio-ness is being with someone that like is is like committed to to being real yeah Yeah. but also like you could just like have some fun like we're we're talking about in the yeah (laughs) down the line perhaps um but we're really proud of you yes. in your journey to find love. I feel like I'm hosting <laughs> The Bachelor. <laughs> no, literally. Um, that is like really huge no, to very major. realize and accept that you don't want to date cis men. So yeah. I feel you. I applaud you. Yes. Happy Pride Month. Yes. And have fun. Yeah. It's Astro Education Time this week. It's the Summer Camp Talent Show. So we're going to help you uh, figure out how to find your like hidden talents in your birth chart. Amazing. Through, we have um, these things called angles. Mm-hmm. You've got four of them. Um, they are like just particularly strong points mm-hmm. in your birth chart, like not actual objects. Um, more like, I think it's more important also in like your current transits. Yeah. Yeah. Like when, when things pass this certain point in Mm -hmm. your birth chart, you'll feel, feel it a little more. Yeah. 
the so you have four of them they're like four life points essentially so they each cover like a very distinct part of your life that we'll get into when we talk about them a little more um but oftentimes they'll make like a cross shape in your birth chart so that like horizontal to vertical line but we'll talk a little bit about how that can shift and change based on when you were born. So the first one that we are all familiar with is your ascendant or your rising sign. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say this is just like, we've talked about it a lot on the podcast, but like how you can look at it in this context is just like why people love you instantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very much like in terms of the, um, angles and like the ascendant, it's like your entry point to life like your birth time you're like entry into this life kind of thing um it's always going to be in your first house which is like what we talk a lot about when we go through our houses that's how we know where everything lives in our chart um and it's really like the vibe you give out Mm -hmm. it's what you're like presenting to the world I always like to say it's our first impression rose Mm -hmm. um I saw it Mm -hmm. on the internet this week someone called it it's like the cover of your book oh that's nice right yeah absolutely or oh i think the same article i was reading Mm -hmm. called it like your handshake oh cute isn't that cute yeah i like that so our ascendant is in our first house so that's going to be like the first point we see and then if we're talking about our descendant that's exactly like across the horizon in our seventh house um and your ascendant or your descendant is really what you like draw in and attract. So if your rising sign is like giving, your descendant is going to be your receiving. So the, the descendant's always going to be in your seventh house then because mm-hmm. they're always di- like exactly opposite each other. Yep. And so like the symbolism of, symbolism of them is also going to be opposite. Like yep. first house and descendant is very much like you and yourself. And then the descendant is going to be like partnerships Yes, as well. So it's going to be a lot about like what you seek in your partners, whether that's romantic. It could also be like business partners, long term friendships, like those same things we talk about with the seventh house. It doesn't always have to be romantic, um, but it could also be like it's funny you said this earlier, like the shadow self. It mm-hmm. could also be like a little bit more just like things you don't necessarily recognize in yourself. So that could either turn into like things you seek from others or it could just be like another way to look at yourself there. Yeah, I think it's yeah, sort of like what you look for in someone but Mm -hmm. like a lot of times when we talk about like opposing signs like it's like the balance to your rising sign and like how we say like opposites are going to be like two sides of the same coin like you are the same but Mm -hmm. like manifested oppositely differently yeah um and I think in looking at it from like our talents Mm -hmm. perspective like partnerships in your life should be like mutually beneficial and like make you stronger and like grow and learning more about yourself from like looking at you from like the like a opposing perspective than you usually get to see yourself partnerships are always a mirror so for our ascendant versus descendant Whatever your rising sign is, if you can just off the top of your head think of what that like sister sign or opposing sign is, that's going to be your descendant. So I have my ascendant in Libra, so that means my descendant is in Aries. But this is really about like for me, this is like the me versus we. I actually talked about this a lot last week. I think I talk about this a lot every episode, just the like partnership versus the self and like how does that play out and like which one is like excessively highlighted at certain times I think is just super interesting but obviously like the first house is typically like the self and that's where I have Libra and then the seventh um, 
house is like committed partnerships and that's where I have Aries and if we think like just like traditional layout the ascendant is typically like Aries represented by Aries in the self and then it's of course the opposite with Libra is like our partnership sign so just like a big opposition and pull and kind of like learning how to have partnerships and friendships and relationships with like that kind of like push and pull of like the self versus the partnership dual balance yeah um, and then for looking at our descendant um this was something that I never really thought about until I read a book that talked a lot about this but our so our descendant of, is of course kind of like what we seek or what we like draw in from partnerships and like mine is in Aries and I do really attract like very typically like in a good way or not like very masculine very aggressive mm-hmm. <laughs> like that yeah. is like totally who I'm like, like impulsive to, but also like, draw in yeah um is that very very typical Aries man <laughs> energy <laughs> so I did think that was funny because I've just always like known that about myself and I didn't really know what even when I didn't know what a descent like descendant was I was just like and then I read about it I was like oh duh yeah right. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> Yeah, so my ascendant is Taurus and descendant is Scorpio. Mm-hmm. I've honestly, like, I don't know, I've really been thinking about my Taurus rising a lot mm-hmm. recently, like, just really observing how, like, I am, like, really grounding everybody <laughs> around me, yeah. like, in, like, very stressful moments. Yeah. I am, like, I really can keep my cool, mm-hmm. and I feel like I've am like no like we don't need to spiral about this like okay if we just do this then like the problem will be fixed and Mm -hmm. like everything's good um but the Scorpio is like kind of like the I feel like the depths that like the Taurus is like yeah let's not go there the cool like cool headed like we don't need to do that um we already know that I want and like attract something like very deep and like emotional um and with my moon and chiron and as we learned last week my eros is also in this house with my descendant like i need someone that's like willing to go to the dark places and like deeply transform um i do think that i don't know since i have so many placements in my seventh house with the descendant like I think that I maybe feel a little bit more like familiar or like attract people maybe a little bit more similar to me than people that don't have placements in the seventh house like it feels more like Mm -hmm. what we have in common yeah as opposed to like this opposite but then also like I have like my moon is already up opposing like how I present myself so yeah But yeah, I also think this is like similar to how I've like described my Aquarius Mars in the past. Like I'm attracted to someone like mysterious and like I've never met anyone like you. And I just want to like learn everything like Mm -hmm. that no one else gets to see about other people. No, absolutely. Next, we're going to talk about your IC line. It's going to be at the bottom Mm -hmm. of your birth chart. It can, depending on your house system that you're using, be in any of those houses down at the bottom. But it is, or like on the bottom half of your birth chart, that was very clear. Um, It is associated with the fourth house, though. So Mm -hmm. like going to be associated with like similar themes of like home and family. Yeah. Yeah. 
This one is very much, this IC placement is very much like where you come from. So your roots, maybe like what you were born into. Ancestry. Yeah. Um, and like Aubrey said, so this is typically associated with cancer and the fourth house. But if you use whole sign houses, this could be anywhere from the second house to the sixth house. Yeah, it's going to be like your foundation and like sort of like what you need at home. Mm-hmm to be able to like go out into the world yeah absolutely so we'll get into that opposing angle like the midheaven in a little bit but it's almost like once you heal like these mm-hmm. placements and like once you feel settled and like your ancestry your roots your home is then when you can like level up and kind of like reach that peak of your chart this is very much like the deepest point of your chart here mm-hmm. it's like i think it's the point that was like on like in mm-hmm. the sky that was on the other side of the earth yeah like your ascendant is like the horizon and descendant is like the other side of the horizon and then like this point is like what you yeah. could not see like, at all yeah. so opposing the icy is our mc or midheaven so if you're thinking about the icy is like where you're coming from the mc is gonna be where you're going um so a lot about your career your public life or just like your place in society yeah, it's going to represent like large achievements for you or mm-hmm. like big goals. What's very much like what's visible to the public or like what you're known for. Yeah, I think so is a nice way. Typically associated with Capricorn and the 10th house, but similar to what we said with IC, if you use whole sign houses, this could be anywhere from your 8th house to your 12th house um, in your chart. I would also, since we're looking for, you know, what our talents yeah. for the show should be. Mm-hmm. Um, taking note of like what planets, if any, are close yeah. to this angle. Because that can also give you insight on yes. like what you might be really good at. If you're like unsure of like what your career should be. Right. You could like look at if you have like Mercury close to your MC. Like something mm-hmm. in public speaking. Right. Or like you might be a great writer. Yeah. The book I used a lot to prepare for this episode is called What's Your Soul Sign? Um, I believe it's by Debbie Frank, um, but she is like the astrologer for, was the astrologer for Princess Diana. So like an OG astrologer we have here. Um, But uh, she talks a lot about like how the nodes and the angles are like really kind of like forefront in your chart. Like she puts those chapters before like anything else, before your big three, before any other planets. So I just think that's like an interesting thing if you want to like, you know, take note of that just for yourself. Like these can be super important in your life. And um, like you were just saying with the conjunctions, like I read somewhere this week too when I was looking at the angles. Um, like if you have a planet conjunct one of these angles, like that might be like where those some of those people that like don't um, don't like align with their sun sign. That might be why like you might have like a super prominent like Mercury and Gemini placement like right on your MC and maybe that like kind of takes over your sun sign or things like that so this is a good way like another just of course way to better understand yourself or your chart or anything like that if you want to kind of like tap into that for that use Mm -hmm. or if it just might like if you have more planets conjuncting one of these angles like that Mm -hmm. just might feel like more prominent for sure in your life um, so in my chart, like I have my MC is in the ninth house in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. It's also conjunct Venus and Mercury. Um, I think it is really fun that like both 
this podcast and in my music like I'm literally like writing about and talking about yeah. my love life yeah. like just so literal since it's in Capricorn like <laughs> my notes are hardcore LMAO <laughs> like I'm just like really yeah. serious about my career and also like almost all of my my planets are in the ninth and tenth house yeah. and tenth house is career and then since my MC's in the ninth house like just we're really focused on that like that's just like a huge part of my life totally and what I need also like yeah my son is up there as well so mm-hmm. like it just feels really important to like who I am as a human um but I do think that like there and then there's nothing surrounding my um I see line yeah. like there is not it's barren mm-hmm. down there and I think I really um have noticed recently that I am neglecting like that like at home by myself like nurturing part of me Um, especially since my IC is in cancer as well like I'm way more sensitive Mm -hmm. than like the world gets to see or even that like I even like let myself see Um, and yeah I just really think I need to be kinder to myself. Yeah. We need to, I literally preparing for this episode. I was like, well, we need to sit with this for 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 some more time by ourselves. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm like me, cause I literally even just have so many more notes on my MC. Like Mm -hmm. also in the ninth house, like I feel like there's like always more to learn, like both like with astrology and like music, like you can, there's no like cap to knowledge on that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Which I love. And I really am like committed to those things. Like they're like a religion almost. Mm -hmm. And we're manifesting that in the future, I'll have to travel a lot for work. (laughs) Count me in. All those ninth house (laughs) themes. Yes. Astro sluts on tour. I have almost like a flipped situation. So my IC is in Capricorn. My MC is in Cancer. Um, My IC is in Capricorn in my fourth house. Um, So very much like my earth sign home. Uh, My mom's a Capricorn. My dad's a Taurus. And I really came from just like the most stable home and like every sense of that um which I'm very lucky but I feel like that also just like means I like need that always Mm -hmm. like I don't think I could go without that um so I'm very much like driven by security um like emotionally financially kind of everything wise and like I always think this is funny because I just like am someone who like I really like having a paycheck every two weeks I really like like living at home like I really like having just like a super solid stable like baseline for like I just know what's gonna happen I know I have like a safe landing place always and I do think it's just funny like no one has ever thought I've had a job ever like people like when I say I'm like oh I just came from my office or oh I can't do that I have like I could do after five, like, I have work during the day. Like, people are like, what? Okay, that's cute of you. Yeah, like, you don't have work. Like, it's so funny. And, I mean, whatever. I don't, like, like to think about it that much because I could, like, read into it and it's yeah, whatever. But um, it is kind of funny that, like, I think it's just, like, my Sagittarius and, like, I do a lot of different things. And, like, people just – I think people just think I, like, have a podcast and do craft classes and just, like, hang out and go out to dinner, which, like, is amazing. That would be so cool of me. Yeah. Um, But, like, I've always, like – I've always worked and I've always had a job and I've always had, like, a very, like, kind of, like, background, just, like, personal life that, like, I don't necessarily show. Like, I'm not, like – 
heading to work today. Like yeah. I go every day. Like that's just not <laughs> me part at of the my, office, like, right? Like that's just not part of like my public persona. That's just like what I do. Yeah, your IC is very much like yeah. what no one else gets to see. Just right. like what you personally need in order to like present yeah. to the world exactly. what they know you for. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then my opposing that I have cancer in my 10th house is where my midheaven is. Um, and this I think comes across in kind of a lot of different ways. I mean, to start, I worked in like the wellness kind of self care world for like the past five years. So that's very much that kind of like nurturing energy, but like making, make it career, <laughs> make right, it 10th house, um, which is funny. Um, but I think just also the way I move through life and the way I've like, just never really had, like, I don't really have like a career trajectory or a plan. And like, it's just never been something that's like important to me. I've just always like moved based on intuition and like, mm-hmm. I love my job now and it's never, it's not what I thought I would do at all ever. But, like, I just, like, knew that was, like, a good path for me, and that's what I do right now. And, like, maybe another great path will come up for me along the line, and I'll be doing something very different. But I've always just moved through kind of, like, my career path more, like, um, intuitively over, like, logical or over, like, oh, I have to go to school and get this degree. Then I'm going to get an internship. Then I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get a promotion. Like, that's just, like, has no importance to me at all. Yeah, it's very like what's important to you today and what's going to make you happy right now. Yeah, exactly. I also think it's interesting, like I've always just like really um, like loved kids and I like really want to be a mom or like teach kids or like if I don't have kids of my own, like that's always just been like an important role that I want to take on in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure that has a lot to do with my cancer placement here because... I don't know. I was, I've always looked at this like very career wise, but I was thinking about it too. I mean, like some people don't have like lifelong careers. Like it could also just be like your place in society, your role in the world. Um, so yeah, I think that's like, has a lot to do with why I've always just been like very attracted to being like a mother Mm -hmm. figure. And also like, yeah, I think also your career can mean different things. You might not, your career might not be like what you're passionate about and best about. And like, also that's okay. Right. Absolutely. You know, we all do what we got to do. Like we could talk about capitalism another time maybe, but like you do not have to love your job. That is a very unrealistic expectation. Yeah, exactly. And you can also have like your career can mean like very many different things mm -hmm. to you. Like you could just do what you like and it can never make you a single dollar. And like, that's okay. You like do the things you have to do to like exist in this world. And then you can like, you know, use the extra resources or whatever you get from that to like do whatever you want and be whoever you want to be. In addition to those four main angles, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about one other point in your birth chart. Um, A little underground. We love to have fun here. Um, It's called the part of fortune. You can Google just like a part of fortune calculator to find yours. Um, It's not probably not going to be like an option on like the typical like birth chart calculators. Um, So you guys are smart. You'll find it. Um, It is the point in your birth chart. It's calculated with a formula using your sun, moon and rising sign. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like kind of like your key to success or like where you find prosperity. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a point on your birth chart that can show 
where you're lucky or likely to succeed. Um, and it's like where your sun, moon, and rising are all in harmony. So if you look at like the formula, it's different for like day charts and night charts, which are also just different things, but it's like one plus one minus the other, or like the mm-hmm. opposite if you're like a nighttime chart. So it's kind of like where your big three like create this, all like, come together. Yeah, exactly. Find this little fun point on your charts. Um, yeah, and this was like used more like in the olden days in astrology, <laughs> less in modern astrology, because we obviously just focus a lot on the big three today. Um, but we're going to get into it a little bit because it's just a fun little point. Mine is in Aquarius mm-hmm. conjunct with Mars and Jupiter, yeah. which is interesting. Um, and in the 10th house, just, you know, still right up there with all mm-hmm. the all the things I do. I think this is why I think I am like a super Aquarius. Yeah, Because totally. I just have literally so much going on up there. Yeah. Um, and it does like really feel like good things come to me when I am like my truest. Yeah. No, absolutely. Core Aquarius self. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this has me like finding success in like inspiring people to like be individuals and like yeah. unique and being themselves and like doing that by doing me my yeah. own way. Um, like by example, I guess. And then also just like we love when astrology is literal. Like yeah. Aquarius is like technology and community mm-hmm. and like very progressive future. Right. And that like I think like I have found my my little path and like yeah, finding finding community through like mm-hmm. experimental electronic music. Yeah, like no, that literally. is really on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um my part of fortune's also in Aquarius. Um and I have my little Aquarius stellium in my fifth house so I also have like a lot of conjunctions with this point on my chart um but similar but different but yeah again just like being the innovator being the disruptor is like always where I found myself like Mm -hmm. having success and then especially just like doing things like on my own timeline with my own rules this is kind of exactly what I talked about with like career path two minutes ago but also in my fifth house of like creating um so a lot of just like the create like the creative work I do is like I just like that's always going to be where I shine and what I'm good at Mm -hmm. um and where I find success in my life but I think like doing that just through like my own way and my own path whether it's like in a very like literal career sense or just like through like what I'm making or doing as long as I'm doing it like on my own terms or on my own rules and kind of just like following what feels good for me as I think is like just where I'm always going to have success. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully you can use these five points that we talked about today in your birth chart to to see how special you are and share it with the world. Yes. I love it. This week for Skinny Dipping, we're going to talk a little bit about owning your worth. So we talked a lot about finding like your talents and what makes you special through your birth chart. But we're going to just talk about that just in life. I do think that this, of course, like we all struggle yeah, with knowing this. But I think at least like you and I have had an easy time presenting yeah. That we know how to do this. Yeah, for sure. Just since we were like children, yeah. like we've always been just so naturally confident. And yeah. like, obviously, like we, you've heard all about our charts. Like we have like these very like disruptive, like yeah, independent energies. But yeah, 
I think we're like really taught to like hate ourselves. Absolutely. And I think it's just like that's like what almost comes natural like even just like growing up and saying like I mean like I don't know like think of like all the like Y2K shows Mm -hmm. and like the way that just like there's so much like slut shaming and so much like embarrassment and so much just like like you like just no one really liked themselves and people were really mean to each other and like I think it's just like the natural thing to do is just like oh, I hate myself, oh, I'm terrible. And I think that's just, like, so fucked up. And I think there is just, like, such, like, a radical and, like, special thing about just being, like, okay with liking yourself. Like, I think it seems like such a small thing to do. And I think that it's really not. Mm -hmm. It's, like, a really important thing. And I think it, like, is way more important than people make it seem. Yeah, I I mean, overall, like... I I quote like society like functions better to according like from the perspective of the people in power like society functions better when we hate ourselves like how they want you know what I mean it's we can't like change things yeah that we don't like in the world if we don't if we can't change things within ourselves first so like it is very like clear as to like why yeah. We've been taught that for so long. Um, yeah, I think this also goes along with, like, why we love astrology so much. Yeah. Is, like, you can see, like, on paper these, like, special things about yourself. And I do no, think absolutely. that's it's important to find astrologers that you love. Because mm-hmm. the way that they describe certain placements or transits, yeah. like, it is. And, of course, like, we are all for, like silly slander right but like when we slander like water signs or like capricorns or something like we obviously like don't want like our listeners who are those signs to like not feel good about themselves like we of course like do that in like yeah it's like a joke a lovingly joking way yeah so like there are like things yeah to love about like every sign I guess is what I'm trying to say like no absolutely Um, I think just, like, even something, like, if you want to really, like, contextualize this for yourself, you can, like, think about it. It's just, like, what you were saying earlier, like, the world just works better if we, like, hate ourselves. Like, it's how, like, people sell makeup. It's how people sell Mm -hmm. Botox. It's how people sell heels to make you look tall. Like, literally just, like, if, like, it is just, like, truly ingrained in our society and, like, the media we're served, the content you see on your social media, like, everything is, like, everyone wants to just like change you and that's really just to like make them money and that's okay that's like the world we live in but it is like so ingrained in us that like we always think we like obviously like we're very for self-improvement that's like kind of the whole vibe here but like in a like way that you feel good about like you should never feel like you have to like get Botox because everyone your age is getting preventative Botox like literally fuck that I used to work in skincare like I can tell you that's fucking not a thing yeah but beyond the point like that kind of shit is like that's not what we mean we mean like knowing yourself and owning yourself on like the deepest deepest level yeah and there is like so much power in that I think that is like really understated like obviously yeah like we want you to be happy when you like well well, we've talked about this in the past not necessarily happy but like you know you look in the mirror at your whatever soul yeah 
we want you to be happy with like the choices that you've made right and just like feel good in general but like like so much more is possible yeah when you have like done your inner healing and like understanding of like who you are and why yeah and then any external things are just like a visual representation of who you are yeah yeah totally um and I think there's just like so many ways like we can tap into that and like I don't know I used to be like really depressed which is like shocking (laughs) I think like I feel like no one (laughs) believes me when I say that yeah but like I truly used to just like cry every morning when I woke up because I was just so sad that I had to like be a person and I think like something that like really really helped me that was like so terrible at the time and now I like wake up and do it like don't think about it was like literally like my positive affirmations Mm -hmm. and I think that can be like so life-changing like you literally just like like I used to think it was so dumb because I didn't believe any of it and I would be like I'm smart yeah (laughs) I'm creative you know what I mean and Mm -hmm. like just like literally saying that shit to yourself like I follow Serena Kerrigan I'm sure some of you do as well and she she does it like in the mirror you could totally do it in the mirror I would always just do it like first thing when I woke up like being like I'm smart. I'm creative. I'm good at my job. My friends like to be around me. I'm really fucking funny. Like saying all those things. And like you really do start to believe them. And I like I know how stupid it seems when you aren't in a place where you believe Mm -hmm. it. But then you like do. And then you literally can wake up every morning and I'm like, I'm a star. I'm so pretty. My friends love to be around me. And, like, that's what I believe. Mm-hmm. And that's what's true. And yeah. that's, like, the li- like that is, like, you create your own little narrative. And then, like, that's what's true for you in your life. So I think, like, that's always a good starting place, too, if you just need to, like, do something very, like, if that's all you can do is just be, like, look at yourself, like, one time in the day and be, like, I am creative. Yeah. Like, good job. Like, that's such a good starting place to, like, kind of, like, shift the narrative of yourself Mm -hmm. yeah we like really become what we tell ourselves yes like just like so on just like such a deep level yeah like so if you're like waking up being like I talked too much last night yeah yeah, you're Everyone thought I was annoying last night night. then you're probably gonna start saying annoying things but if you're like I'm a joy to have in class. Then you're going to then you're going to be a joy to have in class. No, literally. Um something else I've been working on lately too is like I got like really really overwhelmed and like I think it's like I just have a lot going on all the time. And I've been like I get really overwhelmed. Like I just like freak out and like that's just like a source of like a lot of my anxiety yeah I just do things 24 7 um which obviously is anxiety inducing of course I know that um but I've been trying to like shift my narrative to be just like more gracious I've been trying to like do my little gratitude practice and I think that's like another good one too is just being like wow, I'm so lucky that I have friends who want to see me every day of the week. Mm -hmm. Like, I am so lucky that I get to go to work every day and I get to use my brain to be creative every single day. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fucking overwhelming sometimes. But like, also, that's really cool. Not a lot of people get to do that. And Mm -hmm. like, I'm so lucky that I live close enough to my job that I can walk there, even though it's 100 degrees (laughs) and I'm my little ass off. Like, how exciting. Like, just like trying to like, I've really been trying to shift like all my 
all my stressors into like no that's like a really Finding cool the special thing that like them, most yeah. people don't have right the ability to even be stressed about totally yeah. yeah yeah and I think the more grateful that we are yeah the more we will be given yeah to be grateful for yeah absolutely and then you can like I think like once you have those just like the base of just like liking yourself is when you can start to be like oh I actually like am totally qualified for that job Mm -hmm. or like no actually that person would love to be my friend and hang out with me or like no I actually deserve more money for what I'm doing because I'm fucking great at it and I've killed it three times in a row and I I need a raise or like that's like you can't like like I don't know if you don't know your self-worth like you're you have no like you're not going to advocate advocate for yourself because why would you yeah so like I think you just have to like lay down the groundwork yeah of that first do some digging yeah in yourself and like I think also like I know this for me in particular but I I think this applies to everyone like we just all need to be more like gracious with ourselves like just be like kinder like yeah we're really like I do believe that like we're all maybe not everyone but you know in general like we're all doing our best yeah with like the information and the skills that we have currently yeah like we're all doing our best and like if you did something that was like shitty like it's okay like you really were either protecting yourself right you know yeah you were doing the best you could with like the stuff you were given yeah and it's like I know that it's hard not to like beat yourself up for things is what I've been struggling a lot with recently Mm -hmm. but like yeah just like spiraling and feeling bad about it is like not actually yeah it's not gonna be helpful either but it is like our you know in our best interest to be like looking for new skills yeah absolutely along this like self-improvement yeah like kind of theme that we've yeah keep landing on like yeah for sure yeah I think the key really is just like you have to know for yourself what you bring to the table or the party or wherever mm-hmm. you're at like you have to recognize what's special in you and then and there is something special in all of you if you're listening to this and you're like there's nothing special I bring like <laughs> fuck off that's not true there is Do your fucking mantras and then and then that's when you can like start to present that to the world but if you don't believe that in yourself no one else is gonna believe that in you totally and like of course like surround yourself with people that make you like feel special and like see those parts of yourself but also like at the end of the day it's like not their job to convince you yeah absolutely like no one's gonna make you believe that you have to like believe it for yourself you have to sit in a room by yourself and be like okay yeah Here's what I've got. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. We love you guys. Yeah. We hope you keep summer loving yourself. Yes. And like not being, I guess we haven't like hit this yet. We're trying to like conclude. But like yeah. not being afraid to be like, I'm literally amazing. Yeah. And like taking like being like conceited or whatever out of that because yeah. it's it's not it is no it's not hot to know that you're hot yeah absolutely it's so important and like that's the kind of person you want to be around and be friends with is people who like know their worth and know how cool they are and how special they are so you should just like emulate that for yourself 
Yeah. And if you can't think of another nice thing to say about yourself, then like, I'm hot. Like, start there. Start with something little. Yeah. Be like, I have great eyebrows. Literally. And yeah. then, you know, and then tomorrow, add out. on something else. Yeah. Yep. Good luck, Astro Sluts. Okay, have fun. <laughs> it's time for our weekly campfire. And I will be reading a ghost story from <laughs> one of our listeners. One of you wrote in, I'm a semi-reformed ghoster. Here is a ghosting relapse story. Okay. At the end of last year, I had gone on a few dates with a guy who was an Aquarius, a freshly divorced tech bro who liked talking about himself, his dog, and his issues with women. <laughs> a, a, a treat. Yeah. Um, says he didn't actually like women. Clearly. Mommy issues and despised their ex-wife. I am a Sagittarius sun, Aries rising, Aquarius moon. So dating has always been kind of weird. I don't feel like I need to be in a relationship, but I enjoy companionship. So dating can be a hit or a miss. Mm -hmm. We feel you. Yeah. I wasn't sure I'd go on a third date. And my friends told me just to go to dinner. And if it sucked, then I at least, at least gave it a try. I've been trying to communicate and let people know if I'm not interested pretty quickly. I used to ghost people all the time third date we do dinner met up at one of those fancy outdoor malls <laughs> where, <laughs> where there are apartments too come to find out this dude lived in one of those once we got our food we were talking a bit and he says after let's go back to his place and we can hang out more i literally hadn't even hugged this guy yet so i was not about to go back to his spot <laughs> It's so weird. What yeah. did you like do at your date? Like at the beginning of the date? I know. <laughs> it's so awkward. It is awkward. Um, I politely said no thanks. I didn't feel like we knew each other well enough for that yet. Maybe another time. Immediately, this guy calls the waitress over and gives his plate back to her and looks at me. I had just started eating. Oh, my God. And he says, are you still eating? You don't have to eat all your dinner. I'm done. So don't feel the need to finish yours. <laughs> the audacity this man had. So I told him I'm not done yet and you don't get to control when I'm done eating. The waitress brought back the ch him the check and I got a to-go box. I was annoyed and 100% not interested after he was so rude. This weirdo kept trying to make more plans with me for another date and I was baffled. Oh like, God. sir, I bruised your ego and you geeked out and now you want to see me again? Yeah. <laughs> make it make sense. Unsure of how he'd react, I agreed to another date. As I walked back to my car, I blocked him on everything and ghosted with a smiley face. <laughs> he deserved it. This was yeah. the end of 2021 and haven't ghosted anyone in 2022. And wildly enough, I'm in a happy, committed relationship right now. Smiley face. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a total valid ghost. Absolutely. Yeah, fuck? calls the calls the server over. Can you imagine? No, like I, they were like mid date, crazy. and he's like, "Oh yeah, like want to come over after?" Like, yeah. yeah, that's also a weird time to ask that. Like, I would wait until you'd both like, the finish. end, right? Until you like had a yeah, and good you're like, okay, what's time. The next move? Okay, yeah, one. Also, I just think it's like I guess like I don't know like. I've, like, gone to people's houses, like, way sooner than a third date, but I've really only dated people I, like, knew, if that makes sense. Right. Like, I 
in like last week's ghost story where the guy like whipped his dick out at some like dating app meetup. Yeah. Like, that is crazy. And like obviously I don't like not in a judgmental way. Like do whatever you want whenever you want. But like to assume someone you've hung out with like for, for an under hour. Yeah. three hours combined is just like going to be comfortable and ready to do that is like absolutely insane. <sighs> These men need to be on grinder. Yeah. I'm sorry. Literally. Like, yeah, you're looking to get fucked and that's fine. But like, don't like, I just wish people would just be like, I actually am not trying to date with you. I just want to hook up. Yeah. Like, I think that would just be so much more efficient and effective and save so many people's feelings. Right. Like, Like, it's okay to just want to hook up. Like, I don't know why these guys think they have to like pull a romantic night if they're just going to be like, so you want to fuck in my car? Yeah. Don't do that. I think that is like just such a gross and huge disconnect. Yeah. Like, I think men really feel like, I mean, some, Yeah. this man in particular was like, I am getting the vibe that he's like, Oh, I bought you dinner. So you, Oh yeah. Like having sex with me. No, I, um, I was listening to exactly like Florence Givens podcast yesterday in the Mm -hmm. car. And she was talking about, um, like she said something super interesting to her guest. She was like, like women dangle like sex in front of men and men dangle s- romance yeah, in like front intimacy. of women yeah yeah mm-hmm. and like that's totally this like 100%. i'm gonna take you to dinner and then you're gonna have like as a facade like a sham yeah and then so you'll have like i'm gonna like pretend i'm romantic and care about you so you have sex with me it's like just ask them to hook up yeah like some people will and that's fine and some people don't want that they want to like get to know you and that's like okay too it's just like I don't know why we just can't ask for what we want. Right. Like, be honest with yourself. Because, yeah, I don't know. People are like, oh, I don't want to be shallow. Like, no. It's, it's fine. I've had, like, t- plenty of, like, respectful enough mutual, like, hookup only relationships with people. Like, that's very valid. Like, yeah. We don't have to pretend. We don't need to, like, hear about our childhoods. We don't need to, like, go to lunch. Like, you can just hook up. Yeah. And it saves, like, a lot of people's. So it's a lot of time, a lot of frustration, a lot of feelings. I think, yeah, I feel like this is also like a lot of, a lot of ghosting is like just people are not being honest about what their yeah. needs are and like what they are looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like trying to like, you know, look cool or like look, yeah. you know, like a gentleman. Right. I don't Ew. like this guy. I'm really sorry you had to go out with him three times. And I can't um, believe he was married. I'm like, what was that like? Right. Well, yeah. Yeah, that poor lady. I know. Well, Let's good for you for blogging. Thank you for not going out with him again. Or going back to his house. Yeah. Like, just because you, like, felt pressured to. Right. So, good job saying no yeah. and asserting boundaries. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yikes. That's all we've got for episode four of season three. Hey, Um, if you have a ghost story or would like advice, we have a submission form on our all of our social link in bios. It's a little Google form that you can fill out. Give us your silly dating stories. We would love to giggle about them on the podcast and connect with you guys more shop our depop as we said before we have a twitter along with our tiktok and instagrams now so follow us over on those 
We'll talk to you next week. See you on Wednesday. Bye, Bye, sluts. sluts.